the name of the Father and Son. Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Four Persons Network. Join us at this hour of mercy for the chaplet of divine mercy for the intentions of the holy souls in purgatory and to rid the world of the scourge of abortion. The intro is by Donna Corey Gibson, copied from the YouTube channel Super School. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. Have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Excuse me. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, 
have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of sorrow, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, uh, Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, Look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. St. Faustina, pray for us. Pope St. John Paul II, pray for us. Jesus, we trust in you. Now, we're going to talk about the saint of the day. And if it seemed like I was racing through the chaplet, I was because I've only got 30 minutes and I've got a lot to do today. So now we're going to talk about one of my favorite saints, and he was my dad's patron saint when my father was confirmed, and that's St. Francis de Sales. My father was a writer. Uh, He was a journalist. And so he chose... St. Francis de Sales as his patron saint when he joined the church. And uh, so St. Francis de Sales was born August 21st, 1567. He died December 28th, 1622. He was beatified January 8th, 1661 by Pope Alexander VII. And he was canonized April 19th, 1665, also by Pope Alexander VII. And this comes from Catholic.org, which is Catholic Online. St. Francis de Sales was born to a noble family at Chateau de Sales in the Kingdom of Savoy near Geneva, Switzerland. He was a bishop and doctor of the church. Francis was both intelligent and gentle. From a very early age, he desired to serve God. He knew for many years that he had a vocation to the priesthood, but kept it secret from his family. His father wanted him to enter into a law and a career in law and politics. Um, in 1580, Francis attended the University of Paris and at 24 years old received his doctorate in law at the University of Padua. At the time, he never lost his passion for God. He studied theology and practiced mental prayers, but kept quiet about his devotion. To please his father, he also studied fencing and writing. God made his will clear to Francis one day while he was writing. Francis fell from his horse three times that day, once for the Father, once for the Son, once for the Holy Spirit. 
Every time he fell, the sword came out of the scabbard. And every time it came out of the scabbard, the sword and scabbard came to rest on the ground in the shape of a Christian cross. So he got a sign that God wanted him to be a priest, and he really didn't have a say in the matter. After much discussion and disagreement from his father, Francis was ordained to the priesthood and elected provost of the Diocese of Geneva in 1593 by the Bishop of Geneva. During the time of the Protestant Reformation, Francis lived close to Calvinist territory. He decided he should lead an expedition to bring the 60,000 Calvinists back to the Catholic Church. For three years, he trudged through the countryside, had doors slammed in his face and rocks thrown at him. In the bitter winters, his feet froze so badly they bled as he tramped through the snow. Francis's unusual patience kept him working. No one would listen to him. No one would even open their door. So Francis found a way to get under the door. He wrote out little pamphlets to explain true Catholic doctrine and slipped them under the doors. This is one of the first records we have of religious tracts being used to communicate the true Catholic faith to people who had fallen away from the church. The parents wouldn't come to him, so Francis went to the children. When the parents saw how kind he was as he played with the children, they began to talk to him. By the time, And if he did that today, oh my God, there would be so much trouble. And that's really sad. By the time Francis returned home, it is believed he brought 40,000 people back to the Catholic Church. That's two-thirds. That's not a bad day's work. He forged wonderful alliances with Pope Clement VIII and Henry the, King Henry IV of France. And in 1601, Francis joined Henry IV on a diplomatic mission. He was to give Lenten sermons at the Chapel Royal. Henry grew attra- attached to Francis and saw him as a rare bird who was devout, knowledgeable, and a gentleman. In 1602, Bishop Granier died, and Francis was consecrated Bishop of Geneva, although he continued to reside in Annecy. He only set foot in the city of Geneva twice, once when the Pope sent him to try to convert Calvin's successor, Beza, and another when he traveled through it. In 1604, Francis took one of the most important steps in his life, his step towards extraordinary holiness and mystical union with God. In Dijon, Francis saw a widow listening closely to a sermon, a woman he had seen already in a dream. This would be Jane de Chantal, and she was a dedicated Catholic Christian on her own, as Francis was, but it was only when they became friends that they began to become saints. Jane wanted him to take over her spiritual direction, But, not surprisingly, Francis wanted to wait. I had to know fully what God himself wanted. I had to be sure that everything in this should be done as though his hand had done it. Jane was on a path to mystical union with God, and in directing her, Francis was compelled to follow her and become a mystic himself. 
Years after working with Jane, he made up his mind to form a new religious community. In 1610, he founded the Order of Visitation. Francis was overworked and often ill because of his constant load of preaching, visiting, and instruction, even catechizing a deaf man man so he could take his first communion. He believed the first duty of a bishop was spiritual direction and wrote to Jane, So many have come to me that I might serve them, leaving me no time to think of myself. However, I assure you that I do feel deep down within me, God be praised. For the truth is that this kind of work is infinitely profitable to me. For him, active work did not weaken his spiritual inner peace, but strengthened it. He gave spiritual direction to most people through letters, which attested to his remarkable patience. I have more than 50 letters to answer. If I tried to hurry over it all, I would be lost. So I intend neither to hurry nor to worry. This evening I shall answer as many as I can. Tomorrow I shall do the same. And so I shall go on until I have finished. During this time, it was wrongly thought that achieving real holiness of life was a task reserved only for the clergy and those in religious life and not for laymen and women. And I'm glad that that's wrong because I really desire to achieve real holiness in my life. And praying the chaplet of divine mercy and talking about the saint of the day every day helps me with that. Um, Francis insisted that every Christian was called to holiness and sanctity, lived within their own state and life. In holding that belief, he reflected the teaching of Jesus and the early church fathers. Francis laid the groundwork for the teaching of the Second Vatican Council on what is now called the universal call to holiness. It reaffirms the teaching of Jesus and the early church that every baptized Christian is called to sanctify no matter what their career or state in life. In every career and state in life, Christians can become more and more like Jesus Christ. That is, after all, what holiness really means. So Francis gave spiritual direction to lay people who were living real lives in the real world. He had proven with his own life that people could grow in holiness while involved in a very active occupation. He also recognized that Christian marriage and family life is itself a call to holiness. I agree with that. His most famous book, Introduction to the Devout Life, was written for ordinary lay people in 1608, not just the clergy and religious. Written originally as letters, it became an instant success all over Europe, though some clergy rejected the notion that laymen and women could achieve holiness in the experience of their daily life. Some tore it up because Francis encouraged dancing and jokes. For Francis, the love of God was like romantic love. He said, the thoughts of those moved by natural human love are almost completely fastened on the beloved. Their hearts are filled with passion for it and their mouths full of its praises. When it is gone, they express their feelings in letters and can't pass by a tree without carving the name of their beloved in its bark. That's true today. Thus, to those who love God can never 
stop thinking about him, longing for him, aspiring to him, and speaking about him. If they could, they would engrave the name of Jesus on the hearts of all humankind. Again, true. The key to love of God was prayer. By turning your eyes on God in meditation, your whole soul will be filled with God. Begin all your prayers in the presence of God. For busy people living in the world, he advised, retire at various times into the solitude of your own heart, even while outwardly engaged in discussions or transactions with others and talk to God. The test of prayer was a person's actions. To be an angel in prayer and a beast in one's relations with people is to go lame on both legs. He believed the worst sin was to judge someone or gossip about them. Even if we say we do it out of love, we're still doing it to look better ourselves. We should be as gentle and forgiving with ourselves as we should be with others. As he became older and more ill, he said, I have to drive myself, but the more I try, the slower I go. He wanted to be a hermit, but he was more in demand than ever. The Pope needed him, then a princess, then Louis XIII. Now I really feel that I am only attached to the earth by one foot. He died on December 28, 1622, after giving a nun his last word of advice, humility. St. Francis de Sales was beatified on January 8, 1661, and canonized on April 19, 1665, by Pope Alexander VII. Um, He is often featured with the heart of Jesus and a crown of thorns. In 1923, Pope Pius XI named St. Francis de Sales the patron saint of Catholic writers and the Catholic press because of the tracts and books he wrote. He is also the patron saint of the deaf, journalists, adult, education, and the Sisters of St. Joseph. His feast is celebrated today, January 24th which is not apparently an important day in his life, so I can't figure that one out, but I'm sure somebody knows. So let's move on to the three Hail Marys Novena. O Immaculate Mary, Virgin Most Powerful, we beseech you through that immense power which you have received from the Eternal Father, obtain for us purity of heart, strength to overcome all the enemies of our souls, and the special favor we implore in our present necessity. And that would be the special intentions of all of our listeners and members. Mother most pure, forsake us not, despise not our prayers. Graciously hear us for God's glory, your honor, and the welfare of our souls. To obtain this favor, we honor your power by reciting, Hail Mary, full of the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. O Virgin Mary, our Mother, through that ineffable wisdom bestowed upon you by the incarnate Word of God, we humbly beseech you to obtain for us the meekness and humility of heart, a perfect knowledge of the divine will and strength to accomplish it always. O Mary, feet of wisdom as a tender mother, lead us in the path of Christian virtue and perfection. 
enlighten and enable us to do what is most pleasing to your beloved Son and obtain our petitions. To obtain this grace, we honor your wisdom by reciting Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. O Mother of mercy, Mother of penitent sinners, I stand before you sinful and sorrowful, beseeching you through the immense love given to you by the Holy Spirit for us poor sinners. Obtain for us true and perfect contrition for our sins, which we hate and detest with all of our hearts, because we love God. Mother most merciful, help us in our present necessity. Turn then those eyes of mercy towards us, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. To obtain this precious gift, we honor your loving mercy by reciting, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. Virgin Mary, Mother of Jesus, and our Mother, pray for us. So I mentioned Catholic.org, which is the website that I regularly use. Um, I also regularly use MorningOffering.com. MorningOffering.com gives you the saint of the day. It gives you the liturgy of the hours. It gives you reflections. It gives you everything you need to know as a Catholic to get through each and every day. And as Catholics, we are called to sanctity. We're called to be saints. So my beloved saints, I want you to keep that in mind. Um, I also highly recommend that you visit our friends Tony and Paulette Rock at the Rock Company Shop. They are the nicest people in the world. My mother and I have both spent a good bit of money with them, um, and they are just as nice as they can be. Their website is rockcompanyshop.com. That is R-O-C-K company, C-O-M-P-A-N-Y, shop, S-H-O-P dot com. They've got all sorts of great jewelry, great olive wood, uh, Christmas ornaments, olive wood nativity scenes. In fact, I'm saving up for one now. I saw one on their site that I really, really like, so I'm saving up for it. I might put up a GoFundMe so y'all can help me get it. I'm just kidding. Maybe I'm not kidding. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. So anyway, I want you to visit our friends Tony and Paulette Rock at the Rock Company Shop. Um, they've got all sorts of really good wares there. And... They are, like I said, just the nicest people in the world. I get a daily message from Paulette that has three or four pictures that are just encouraging pictures that that, that remind me how important Jesus is in my life today, tomorrow, the day after, and every day of my life. And these, these pictures encourage me to lift my head up off the bed and get my day started. So 
if that's not and, – and we've never met in real life. We've never even talked on the phone. John interviewed them. I just reached out because of the Four Persons Network. Speaking of which, let's talk about what's going on on the channel real quick. On Friday morning, Ken is going to do the Catholic Ken show at 8 a.m. Eastern, which is 7 a.m. Central. And his topic this week is going to be on the Word of God, both written and oral. Uh, On Saturday at noon Eastern, Sir William of Hemsworth is going to do a show on natural, an interview on natural family planning. And then on Monday at 7 p.m. Central uh, Eastern, Ken, uh, uh, I can't think of his name all of a sudden. I know where I'll find it. Luke, I couldn't think of his name. Luke, I'm sorry I couldn't think of your name, brother. But Luke Haskell is going to do the Gospel of John Part 4. And I've listened to Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3, and it's been amazing. Um, It has made such a difference in my life and in my view of the Gospel of John so far. And Luke doesn't know how many Mondays it's going to take an hour at a time. He says there are some verses that by themselves take an hour and then some chapters that you can get through in less than. So I want you all to have a blessed rest of your day. And I will see you tomorrow at 3.30 in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At Arizona State University, we've made online education better, smarter, and more personalized so you can go further in your aspiring field. I decided to pursue medicine once I realized that ASU did have the online program for biological sciences. You're still required to learn the same curriculum. You're still being tested on the same content that anyone would be tested on in person. The comprehensiveness of the program prepared me so well for medical school. Explore over 300 programs at asuonline.asu.edu. When you earn your degree online at Arizona State University, you get everything the nation's most innovative university has to offer. The same internationally recognized faculty, the same nationally ranked programs, the same degree. Learn more at asuonline.asu.edu.